Hey everyone, this is Darren, also known as Bombadil from No Guts No Galaxy and Piranha Games, and today I am sitting down with Paul Inouye, lead designer for MechWarrior Online and discussing balance, nerfing, buffing, and making MWO as fun as possible from the perspective of the community and how that fits in with Piranha's goals and what is possible for MechWarrior Online. So let's jump right in with episode number 164. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. And now for something completely different. Hi. Welcome to the future. Remember, no guts, no galaxy. All right, we are here with Paul Inouye, lead designer. What does lead designer mean? Do you mold the lead? <laughs> lead designer. That jokes. At, I know, I'm sorry. At uh, Piranha Games and for MechWarrior Online. But you know what? You do a lot of other stuff. I mean, I, I feel like I could call you an audio engineer. You've done some... Uh, some Warhorn samples. I don't know if they actually made it in or if it was just uh, you inspired some Warhorns. Um, the blue Warhorn is mine. Yes. There we go. So audio engineer, maybe lore master. You do a lot of the lore kind of filler stuff, the fun stuff, right? Can we Some say that? filler stuff. I also write those <laughs> gimpy little messages like the encrypted letters and all that stuff. Where everybody's trying to measure the font size to guess what is under the... <laughs> I love how everybody does that. And speaking of, <laughs> Uh, the last one was about the blood asp, and I can also say you are a fan of the blood asp, right? Uh, more than a fan, because like I kept saying to everybody, is that that mech is the only one that will make me switch from inner sphere to clan. <laughs> now we all know. I I, I assume anyway uh, that your favorite inner sphere mech is the catapult. Um, but K two. Yep, the K two. But you would happily jump into a blood asp, uh, even though it's clan. Can you? Don't I will you just, sell off my entire K two lineup for a blood asp. But you, you, you salvage it though, right? You're not going to switch over and be a clanner. You're just an inner oh. sphere pilot that salvages a blood asp. Screw the feeborn. I am going pure test tube. <laughs> All right there, you go. What Paul will do for the blood asp that is coming out uh, in a few months. A lot of people excited about that. It's going to be a cool mech. Now uh, we don't have a lot of time with you today. Um, you are extremely busy. In fact, uh, this whole week, this was like literally the only moment in time that you had to uh, be able to sit down. You got a lot of meetings and, and stuff on your plate today, so we're not going to keep you too long. But, you know, we, we have told a few people what the, the point of this podcast is and what we're here for. A few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, I don't know, there was the interview with RJ Bass and Chris Lowry which stirred up some controversy maybe or discussion and uh that led to or i don't know if it led to it but anyway we had the danes video that came out um and then there was uh something similar on the first circuit podcast and then there's uh just yesterday the community driven balance update from terragato bear claw and crew uh was dropped on the forums and reddit is that what you're here to address a little bit some of the the balance and 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 the the uh, what are they calling it? The funning or whatever. <laughs> the unfunning LMWO. Yes. But but the, we're here to to fund it, so to refund it, whatever, to make it more fun. Is that what you're here to address, all those things? Yes, but I wouldn't phrase it like that because the wrong word may slip out. <laughs> and you know I am a master <laughs> at that. We know that for sure. So, um, yeah, anyway, what do you have to say? Well, first of all, welcome. Thank you for spending this time here, Paul. I totally appreciate it. This is, uh, you know, in the middle of the week and uh, during weekdays and, and got a lot of stuff going on. So we appreciate you being here. So what is your reaction to um, some of this community info that's coming at us? Well, you know, there's just a matter of perception out there that we're not listening to you guys. And when you guys do do things and you post it in a certain area, we're not listening. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, one thing I do want to say is that, yes, if you do a lot of work on something, just like this whole Dane video or just like Targo's, uh, Targato's uh, balance sheets, mm -hmm. it is red. Right. Now, again, I've said this before and I've said it numerous times before is that just because we read something and don't respond to it, it does not mean we're not listening. It just means we do not have the capacity to have a huge discussion on this kind of stuff because that would just eat up my entire day. Now, you mentioned some of the stuff I work on, and that's just very light-handed oh, yeah, <laughs> direction of what I do, right? Yeah, I was just having fun. But I am also heading up all the development of Solaris. I'm trying yep. to organize with people how to get these mechs uh, divisioned into proper categories. 
um, constantly re uh, talking with the other developers, the programmers, the artists, is like what has to be done for the Slayers feature, right? Just trying to make it roll out smoothly. And on top of that, I'm also a manager. So yeah. I have to deal with staff and I have to deal with their performance reviews, which are coming up right now. <laughs> so you're saying right? that you cannot spend every day, all day in front of uh, Reddit or the forums. No, you know, and honestly, leading up to this uh, podcast, you showed me your schedule this week and I can say it's absolutely jam packed. I don't even know how you made time for this podcast today. Yeah, but like, I'm not trying to say they're going, oh, look at poor Paul. He's got so much stuff to do. Right? <laughs> no, of course. All it's I'm saying job. is that your stuff is being read. It yep. is being absorbed. We are looking into stuff. Every time I do see a big write-up, I kind of feel guilty not being able to respond to it. But I do appreciate the amount of effort that goes into a big write-up. Like Naveed, for example, loves doing these huge, huge posts and sending me to, to them. And I read every single one of them. But unfortunately, I just don't have the time to reply to them and just have this open discussion with them about it. Right, because if I find a flaw in it, I can't sit there going, "Hey, Navid, this is great, but look, here's a problem." Yeah. Right, and then it's a back and forth communication that has right. to happen, and I can't do that. Yeah. Right. But the thing, but of is, course, we're talking about community member Navid A one. Just for those yes. Who are, yep. yep. And who's a great guy? Like he's constantly sending me back channel messages on uh, the forums. Right. When you PM me, like I said this before, I get a copy of every PM sent to me in my email. So yep. it's not like I don't read them, right? I might not even touch the forums for a couple of days and I still get every single PM, Yeah, right? Good or bad. And I've had a few bad ones. <laughs> no, of course, it, it, but you're a busy dude. And, and you know, that that's the thing is Naveed and Terragato and everybody who makes efforts like the Dane, we understand you guys love the game, you know, and you want to have, you want to keep playing it for as long as possible. I was talking to Dane about this yesterday, you know, he wants to play it for years and years to come. And, and we understand that what you're trying to do is from your perspectives, uh, help, uh, guide the game into a, uh, you know, a fun direction or improved direction or whatever. But, uh, anyway, let's get back to, you do hear it, you do read it. You can't respond necessarily always immediately, but here you are. This is, uh, you know, an effort to respond to some of it at least. So where would you like to take this discussion as far as responding and, and addressing some of the information? Well, I think I want to just start with the whole unfunning part. Mm -hmm. Now, just a quick thing is like, I have enough time to do this because I didn't take a bathroom break for the last week and a half. So, <laughs> so I can uh, hear that in your voice right now. <laughs> I may have to use the potty right now. Right. Um, the unfunning aspect. Okay. Now, you know, the way balance has been going and the way balance has been actually tightening up, getting closer and closer, inching its way, getting into a zone where it should be, it I can easily see how it can be perceived as unfunny, right? You guys have had full reign of these mechs for a very long period of time. They perform a certain way. You've got the muscle memory to use them. You've got the tactical knowledge of how they perform on the battlefield. And then we come along and we change it. And that's unfunny. Like, I totally get that. I'm a gamer too, right? You get used to something for a long period of time, then all of a sudden, bang. Oh, hey, you, wait, what's going on here? You gimped my favorite mech, Paul. <laughs> exactly, right? Mm -hmm. And the thing about that is that we cannot sit there and keep pushing buff after buff after buff. We are going to lead into a power creep. With that power creep, we're just basically, like, for example... I've seen comments out there that say you take these top outlying mechs and you pull everything up to meet them, right? That goes contradictory to one of the biggest things that we're trying to do, and that's to increase time to kill, right? Now, doing that requires things like nerfing. <laughs> and yeah. nerfing isn't necessarily a bad thing. If you're trying to keep damage numbers realistic and kind of pull them in, right, and keep them in a certain range... And when we're doing that, and if we start buffing upward, those numbers are just going to climb and climb and climb and climb. You can uh, balance upward. You can try pulling all these mechs up towards the top tier mechs. But along with that, you better expect a huge, huge buff to things like um, armor and structure. Armor right? and structure, yeah. right? And that's just basically negating all that upward balance, mm -hmm. right? And it's squeezing the balance into this very narrow band at the very, very top. What we're doing is squeezing that band into the middle, right? right? That's why you're seeing the top tiering, top performing mechs getting hit a bit. So it's pulling them down into this middle zone, 
Yeah, I mean, right. I think the most important thing in there is that, that you know, our goal is to uh, increase the time to kill. And so there might be people out there that are thinking they want to decrease it and so therefore increase the damage that weapons do or the efficiency of weapons or whatever. But it is PGI's goal to increase the time to kill. Um, so therefore, if we were to balance everything up, like you said, we'd have to uh, match that with armor and structure and whatever else to to make the mechs viable and, and balanced. Yep. Yeah. So you don't want to have, obviously, an extreme where two atlases are taking 60 minutes to kill each other, but you also don't want to basically have one-shot headshots, right? So it's, it's exactly. somewhere in between there. And typically, you know, I, I think we're going to find disagreement out there. There's going to be people, you know, different opinions. But my feeling as, you know, being a Battletech and MechWarrior fan since 1984, uh, yes, I'm going to throw that out there, um, you know, is that mech battles take a little bit of time and... and you know, whether you're, it's coming from the lore or novels or previous mech games or whatever, it's just, I don't, you know, this isn't uh, Call of Duty or whatever else where you, it's one shot, one kill or whatever. Um, and and well, mechs have a bunch of armor to peel off and internal structure and the, the anyway, that's just, that's opinion. Different people are going to have different opinions as far as uh, time to kill. But the important thing here is that our goal is to increase the time to kill and that's where certain changes are coming from right yeah and it's interesting that you brought up the whole call of duty thing right like mm -hmm. call of duty did a major swing in this industry where they want people to feel like a hero right right and that's why you do have people who just wander off on their own sitting there going i am going to carry my team right and if we fail it's my team's fault because yeah. i'm the hero and you can see that very apparently in like modern gaming in general Right, like there are many games that cater to this. You see auto assist systems that come into play to help the player along to make them perform better than they actually can. Right. Oh, yeah. And while every single game does it out there, we do a little bit of it ourselves. Right. It's just that we do not want to go to this extreme of just like, you know what? Every single man out there is a hero. Yeah. Right. And you're just going to carry everybody who's around you. It's still right. a team-based game, and I think that's one of the great things about MWO is it takes a team. And you it's evident when you're on a team that doesn't communicate and doesn't coordinate, uh, they usually lose, as opposed to the teams that do communicate and coordinate. I love that about MWO, and I like that being different than other games, and I think that's the appeal to a lot of people as well. Well, we even get smashed on that, right, with our subtitle from a long time ago saying that we're a thinking man shooter. Mm, right mm -hmm. and it directly relates to that this is a team-based game mm -hmm. if you work as a team you're just gonna stomp all over people out there right who are not working as a team yeah right but i we did digress a little bit so let's yes we go did. back to the unfunning of <laughs> the unfunning. right yeah okay so again that we're getting back to your response to this and, yes and realistic expectations yeah and narrowing that gap of balance right yes uh, with all, not just uh, clan versus inner sphere, but just technology in general, the weapon mm -hmm. systems in general. Um, one of the interesting facts that, uh, well, <laughs> interesting fact, this is a fact that Chris brought up is that we currently have 104 weapon systems in the game. Oh my God. Right. And trying to make sure that all of I them did... are viable, you know, That's there's crazy. varying degrees of viability here. I had no right? idea we went over 100. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. Wow. Well, new tech obviously added to that. Right, of course. Right. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously, a uh, balanced nightmare. And um, and Chris, you know, I don't envy him that task. Uh, I, I'll tell you what, being a community person myself and being out there and hanging out in people's streams, you don't know how thankful I am when these very specific balanced questions come up that I can just go, you know what, that's a Chris question. <laughs> just do, don't ask me, you know, and, and that's hard. I, you know, I sit through some of these discussions just so I can um, attempt to wrap my head around what's being said as far as balance or whatever. And it's, it's, it is really a tough job. And, and it's one that's a thankless job. I think um, you get a lot of grief and, and, and the appreciation for what you're doing is, is potentially far and few between. And, and you know that you were, I mean, you, you, you know, you've been, uh, can I call you a punching bag before in, you know, in, in, in your career? And so can we say anything about Chris yeah. here? No, this no. is all Chris's fault. We came here to unthrow him under no. a bus and we're just going to throw him under the bus more. You know, that's part of the unfunning is that we're going to yes. make it unfun to bash Chris so much. <laughs> right. Because like I mentioned earlier, is that 
Chris knew what kind of position he's going to get into on becoming the balance person, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, being in that position before. It's the not target. an enviable job, right? Yeah. yeah. I used to call it the lightning rod position here at Prano. Right? Absolutely. Or, it is. It, it's actually that rod in any game company. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Th- th- that's who we're always yelling at. You know, any game I've ever played, it's it's the the, the balance people or the you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but the thing is, like Chris is always out there listening. He's always out there watching streams. He's always out there looking at Reddit. He's looking at the forums. He's Plays the game to, constantly. Yes, he's talking to other people. Yep. And the thing is that Chris brings this very valuable commodity to e, uh prana games i almost said ea wow wow paul that's a like <laughs> throwback that's like 12 how, years ago how many now? years ago yeah 12 12 yeah Oof. uh he's a great commodity to pgi and, and hopefully not ea <laughs> and the thing is is that we have a person who's capable of doing nothing but focusing on balance right and that is something i cannot personally do right it's not something that I can do where I'm just constantly playing the game. I do play on two different accounts, yep. but my two different accounts total gameplay is not going to match what Chris does. No, of course not. Right. He plays almost every day, if not every day. Exactly. Yep. Right. And the thing is that he's out there. He's listening to the people. He's listening to what's going on. He's listening to the opinions and like trying to be as objective as possible out there. Right. Yeah. And lately I've heard some pretty nasty stuff said about him. <laughs> I'm just like Which he understands he's gonna get. It's just, it's no, the position. Chris that has he's the in. thick skin. He, yes, he, he knows he knows what he's this been is in all game about. design for long enough, yeah. Exactly. Right. But at the same time, I just want people to know that I do have Chris on a fairly tight leash, right? He has some of the same ideas that you guys have, but the thing is I'm not letting him dump it all at one time in one patch. Right? There's some numbers that he wants to get to that totally coincide with what uh dane and tarragato have been talking about yep. and i'm telling him you micro change your way to that level right because once you're at that level you can't pull back because again you're hitting the nerf button and everybody's going to freak out about it right i've seen the discussions with chris with phil with uh you guys internally about a lot of this stuff and i know that a lot of this stuff is being looked at researched discussed um, it's just that, uh, I feel like a lot of times the community wants, and I understand why, um, a lot of changes very quickly, right? Because they've been playing the game for a bunch of years or whatever, and they might be feeling a little boredom and they think that quick changes will make the game, uh, fresh and different or whatever. But again, our, our goal as, a, or your goal, PGI, uh, people that are working on MWO, it's not to make a bad game or make bad decisions or anything like that. We all love our jobs. We want our jobs to last for as long as they can. And uh, our goal, of course, is to make the game as great as possible for as long as it's going to be alive. And so, um, you know, that is that is Chris' number one focus. Like you said, he's got a very unique perspective. He, he knows game balance. He's been a game dev for a long time. This is his area of expertise. And not only that, He's a huge fan of the franchise and plays every single day. So, but anyway, your point was that you can't, not, not every finger can be pointed at Chris because he, exactly. he, does, he is limited by business decisions that you have to make, right? Again, it comes back to, yep. we don't know what we don't know. And just because something looks uh, simple or easy on the outside, we don't know what the other uh, repercussions are or ripples in the pond, if you will, or whatever from each little decision, right? Yep. And like we've been hammered on this before when we did make big sweeping changes, and it's just like, what are you doing? Yeah, make these smaller changes, right? Incremental, yes. And the thing is, is that incremental just makes so much sense, right? I mean, it's exactly like I said. If we sit there and push out this big change and it's too much, we can't scale that back without some sort of huge pushback on it, right? Um, unless it's a nerf, <laughs> sure, right? But for example, like our build process has us locking down the builds as early as like a month before the patch goes live right which means a lot of things can't be changed otherwise it just resets the entire um testing process the stabilization of a build right like the engineers are constantly running new build after new build making sure that it's going to be as stable as possible and you're and you're saying it gets locked down a month before the patch so exactly so you need even more time to look at a an issue test an issue make changes try you know so it takes a lot of time for something to get it into production and then actually make it into the game 
Yeah, well, just to touch on some things, like some of the February changes that are coming up in two weeks, mm -hmm. I believe, right? Um, those were locked in, and those numbers are actually numbers generated by Chris and me going, quit going so far with him, pull him back a little bit. Right. So he scales them back a little bit, right? And they are addressing some of the stuff even discussed in Dane's video, in some of the numbers that um, Taragato is spitting out, right? And the thing is, is that this was all done before those videos were done, right? The video and the postings were done. Likely a month ago or even more from now, right? Yep. So it's not like we're just sitting here reacting, gut reacting to what was just released um, by Dane and Taragato here, right? Now, I'm giving Taragato all the credit here for that big post on Reddit. Oh, do you, you want me to read right. off real quick who, who was involved just for the sake of credit? I have it actually up. But okay. That means I got to go scroll all the way to the top and then back down a little bit. So we have major contributions from Navide One, Metacanic, Tarogato, uh, additional input from Bowser, Fragosaurus Rex, and Bearclaw. Yeah, and I, I think right. Proton was involved as well or whatever. But yeah, a lot of yep. community effort for, can be said. Yep, and there's a lot of members from Eisengrim and D5, even yep. the goons, right? So, Indeed. Um, but that being said, it's like we hear this stuff, we see this stuff going on, we hear like even the micro discussions going on about there about like they should really try pushing this way, pushing that way, right? And Chris is doing that. Mm -hmm. But I'm like I said, I have him on tight leash. I'm not letting him do major swings in the, any direction, right? I also don't want anything totally upsetting the apple cart right now. For example, like an engine change that may affect every single clan neck, right? That would be something that I am going, no, that is not going to happen right now, right? And yep. it's something that if you want to get to that position, sure, come up with a plan that micro changes its way to that level. Right. Right. As far as community goes, and, and I think for most part, any level-headed community member will admit that even any given subject, you drop it into a chat with the community and you're going to have everybody arguing with each other about it. That's not a bad thing. It's a passionate community. But the point is that there's a lot of different uh, perspectives out there. And, and and I guess, you know, and, and this is what something I reiterated with the community that was, you know, this this doc with Terragato and so forth, is that the consensus is important. And they, they're finding, I think, the challenge of uh, forming a consensus. There's... Um, there's a lot of different strong opinions out there in the Battletech and MechWarrior and just gamer community in general. And so, um, you know, I, I do see time to, from time to time people saying, well, I put this forward. PGI didn't listen. Therefore, PGI doesn't listen. I mean, reasonable people have to understand that we can't listen to everybody. And just because you did put something forward or suggest something or whatever um, doesn't mean that there's going to be action based on it that and the, the lack of action could be because it didn't get in front of the proper person it could be because it doesn't make sense with the the goal and and the direction that pgi is going in it could be that it doesn't make it in because there's uh you know there's technical reasons it can't get in there's all there's so again always comes back to you don't know what you don't know and so people hopefully can learn not to take it personally but uh, you're saying, you're, you know, and I've heard Russ say it too, you're open to community suggestions. It just has to fit in to the plan. It has to make sense and it has to be possible. Um, and some things are possible, just not overnight. It could take three months or more. Yep. And again, it, that touches on the whole perceptions, right? Perceptions mm -hmm. of what's going on, what's happening on this side of the world in PGI's offices, right? Like one perception is that I have an office. <laughs> yeah, you don't. I do not have an office. I have You're a very in the middle of the workforce, man. And enough people have visited the office to, I think, to that, that that's understood. But you're out there on the floor working your ass yep. off every day. Yep, because I have to be face to face with all the devs, constantly yep. keeping everybody up to date. Right. Um, I have the annoying little that lovely distraction next to you. Yeah, <laughs> just on and on. And anyways, um, yeah, basically, it's like. Perceptions can lead people to, I don't know, kind of bias the way they think we operate, right? Certainly. Um, like, I'm just going to pull this example out. I had somebody message me on the forums telling me that they had been losing 70% 70 70 of their games. The matchmaker's busted. There's mm -hmm. some sort of algorithm in the background that says, okay, you're going to win this next match. Right. And it's like... <laughs> 
unless we have an algorithm that can de- determine player reaction times and stuff like this, exactly. we're not going to be able to do that. Are you taking over our brains and making us play a certain way? So, but then yeah. when the reality is, you look at but their look, metrics, I looked, right? Exactly, right? Yeah. He was saying a 70% loss, and mm-hmm. I'm like, that's kind of crazy, mm-hmm. right? So I looked up his uh, past 250 games. So I just wanted to make sure I'm not looking at the wrong data set. And he was a, at a 51% win and 49% loss yeah, for which those is, 250 matches, right? <laughs> which is so standard within the, you know, similar types of games. And, but perception is a big thing, you know, like, and, and I've been sitting in, in all these podcasts and, and, and community gatherings and meetings and so forth. And look, guys, there's a ton of, mis, uh, misconceptions, um, misunderstandings, misinformation out there. That's what I'm looking for. Misinformation. There's a ton of it because what people do is um you know any given subject they have feelings you know within them how they feel about it and then but then they speak it as reality without knowing better you know it's just what they think is happening or whatever or how they think people are reacting or how they think people feel about things and the truth oftentimes is very different of course they don't have the insight they're not in the office they don't have the the open lines of communication or whatever to know any better but misinformation is dangerous and and you know, unfortunately, it's going to happen. There's no stopping it or whatever. But again, I think more level-headed people understand uh, that there is uh, that gap. You know, that or or that armchair developers can can sometimes be. <laughs> you know, I'm not trying to be rude. I love everybody in this community. People have heard me say it a million times. Um, it is an amazing community, and and as far as game communities go out there, we have a stellar community. I love our community, um, and I do love even this fact that we're talking about. Again, it comes down to they're passionate, they love the the, the franchise, but uh, I think it's important to clear up you know any inf- misinformation that we can when we can. But it's always going to be there. It's always going to happen, um, and and, and well, perception is a big thing. See, and that comes full circle to that previous thing we talked about where. I don't have the time to constantly feedback no. on suggested ideas and changes, right? Of course. Because it's a matter of this whole transparency thing. Now, Russ and Brian and whoever else, they're all gung-ho. It's like, let them know as soon as you can, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it is, like, as a player, I could see sitting there going, yeah, I want to know as far as you can. Tell me what you're doing. Tell me what you're planning, right? Yeah. If, if but, for no other reason, just because they love it, they're excited, and they, they you yep. know, yeah. But the thing is, this comes up to the perceptions and leading to biased information, right? Yep. And so, like a lot of times it leads to misinformation, right? Yep. And people who know me after reading the crap I spit out throughout the years, um, I hold things very close to the chest, right? Yeah, yeah, and I, can, I, will I, only, I will only talk about things that I know that are currently in developers' hands and they're about to finish up and wrap up on it and it's about to enter testing. Yeah, That's I when can, I will I, start... Uh, spitting out information. The reason is, I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's totally my fault. I'm being extremely rude, um, interrupting (laughs) you, but yeah, but but I know, (laughs) but you are, I can attest you're the opposite of Russ, you know, like yes, (laughs) when I talk with Russ, he's ready to, to share everything. When I talk with you, you are the opposite man. You're like a fortress and just getting you on a podcast like this is, is, is amazing. I understand you're keeping it close to chest. It's, it's, it's development cycle. And, and, and for all the reasons you had to do it, I am well, very sorry for interrupting you. Continue. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but I just want to say is like I'm not against being transparent, right? What I am against is being too transparent too soon, because what that leads to is information being out there for a long time, and there's no actual development being done on it. People start picturing what they expect that feature to be. Just right? enough information to be dangerous, right? Isn't exactly. That what they say? Yes. Right. And if we start releasing information from that point on, saying, okay, here's a little bit of information, mm-hmm. and it disagrees with what you had going on through your mind, right? All of a sudden, it's like PGI lied to us. Yeah. Right. That's not what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be like this. We didn't lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> we just might right? have spoken too soon, and things change. No, not only that. It's just like, yeah. We didn't, we just said that this is coming. We didn't yep. give you the details, right? Right, but then you yep. filled in the details, and now that we fill in the details and they don't match, yeah, right. There's some well, sometimes it comes back as like PGI light, but sometimes it's like, well, that's totally wrong. It should be like this, mm-hmm. right? And that's just because we released information way, way too early, yeah, right. And it increases uh, player 
perception, right? Yeah. And there's use... reasons why it, it doesn't matter if it's a, a video game or a movie or a book or anything. There's reasons why things are released the way they are and why you have marketing teams and PR teams and business teams, whatever, all planning on release schedules. There's a reason why that kind of stuff is done. So it's kind of like the division, for example, right? The division, when I first saw the trailers, I was like, wow, that's going to be awesome. And just the way it plays out, like I built up this huge thing in my mind. Expectations, right? yes. But the thing is, I'm a lazy gamer, so I don't buy on day one, right? Sure. And in that case, I was actually lucky because I started seeing the reviews and how people are playing through it and watching the playthroughs mm -hmm. themselves. And there's like my expectation and what they actually released, right, were two totally different things. See, right. kudos to you for being patient because I wasn't. And so I played through all that and I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like that's exactly what happens when you release information way, way too soon. Yeah. Right. P players will sit there going, okay, I'm excited about this. Right. I can picture it doing this, picture it doing that. I can see this kind of working. Right. Then all of a sudden it doesn't match. And all of a sudden I'm sitting there going, you know what? Those guys failed. Right. Right. I don't think the vision is a bad game. I think a lot of people still like playing it. Sure. Right. It's just that it doesn't meet and what I was expecting. Yes. Yeah. Right. So Yeah. That's... I mean so so yeah, obviously perception and and bias and um gaps in understanding, misinformation or whatever, a lot of these can have effect on uh, you know, the player, the the, the population and, and how they're feeling or whatever. Um I think the so what is it you want to get across to the community as far as perceptions and bias and stuff so forth? What If you're going to sum it up. Well, I've read a few comments about like, oh, Chris doesn't know what, the, what he's doing with the numbers that he's getting and all that kind of stuff. Actually, Chris does know what he's doing with the numbers that he's getting and the numbers are pretty black and white. Now, those are numbers that we are not going to release as an entity, right? <laughs> I mean, it sure. would just... Your it's just mind blowing what it is, right? Yeah. But at the same time, it's like these numbers do help support some of the stuff you guys do bring up, right? And that's why Chris is pushing on those numbers and saying, hey, we can try doing this. We can try doing that, right? Um, there's some laser changes coming out. There's some auto cannon changes coming out. And this all based on things like looking at the metrics, seeing what you guys have said, checking with the metrics again. Hey, guess what? You're right. Yeah. Right. I mean, I mean, in, in, in particular with Dane's video, I heard a lot of, if not agreement with things that were saying, uh, that were being said, which there was, there was agreement f certainly for some of the things, um, there was also understanding. And so, but seeing some of that actually making its way into the game, like you said, is going to take time, but we might see some as early as February, which obviously, as we said, because of the production timeline, uh, was being worked on well before Dane's video or, um, Chris's interview with RJ or whatever. In other words, um, you know, a lot of this stuff is in line with what Chris is looking at, what you're looking at, Paul. It just takes time. Yep. And even then, right? Okay, we are going to address some things, right? But I really want to drive this point home. And I'm not trying to be like condescending or anything here, but we are not going to sit here, look at Dane's video and say, you know what? Let's put everything in there. That's not going to happen, right? And it's not because it's, we just sitting there digging our heels in saying it's not going to happen. It's because some of the stuff that was said there was wrong, right? Sure. From the direction of what we want to take MechWarrior Online, right? However, right. there were a lot of golden nuggets in there too, Yep. right? And those golden nuggets are things that I have tasked Chris with like chasing this stuff down. Let's see what can happen. One of the big things that I took away from Dane's video was just the feeling of what they were talking about, the brawling being laser vomit, being like just in your face, auto cannon, uh, missile vomit, that kind of stuff, right? Right. And the one thing that was a good counteract to that kind of brawling mechanic of just a death ball was the jump sniping capability, like pop tarting, mm -hmm. right? And yes, we nerfed the hell out of that uh, capability, right? Now is the time we can say, you know what? Let's take a look back at it, right? Now I'm not going to bring the night gear from hell back. Right. But at the same time, I am looking into things like, can we get the jump jets to be more satisfactory in terms of getting you that clearance you need quickly, be on target, mm -hmm. hold your target, reduce the uh, radical shake, that kind of stuff. Right. Right. Small and incremental changes. Exactly. Balance. Right. Yeah. Let's see if we can give the pop tartars something without going too far with it. 
right? Because if we go too far, we're just going to bring back that nightmare of the whole sure. pop tarting meta right that back happened to where for, we started. Yeah. All right, so let's let's move out of perceptions and so forth and move into um, what are the current plans for balance and, and progress moving forward and so forth. Um, we're, we already touched on a little bit here with the, the potential for jump jet and uh, some of the changes that are coming in February with lasers and auto cannons. Um, but so again, to reiterate, uh, you are listening, watching, reading everything that's sent your way, especially things that, you know, people put a lot of time into like this document and, and Dane's video and RJ's interviews and so forth. So what are we going to do with all that? You just said you found some well, gold nuggets. Yep. And before moving forward, just like to touch on one thing that I heard about was the effectiveness of the clan ultra cannons mm -hmm. or, or sorry, <laughs> the clan auto cannons, uh, yes. and the ultras and how they're comparable to each other, et cetera. Right now, the thing about the autocannons on the clan side is that they were actually only brought into the game because we cannot do the weapon ammo switching. That's part of the LBX lore. Right. Right. So we can't have the LBX to be either the shotgun shot or the dead slug. And that was like right? an engine limitation or yeah. something, right? And yeah. that was the only reason why we can't, or sorry, that's the only reason why those clan autocannons are there in the first place. Right, so I'd like people to keep that in mind as to when it comes down to balancing and looking at trying to compare the ultras against the standards. Yeah, right. That's not the comparison that really that's the ammo right? switch. From yes. The, yeah. Okay. Uh, on top of that, we do have some changes that we are going to be bringing in now. Chris has a bunch of stuff going in in February. Mm -hmm. uh, we have some March changes that are coming in. Some of it taking in uh, the feedback from dane's video yep right uh there's going to be auto cannon changes there's going to be a ghost rifle change there's some energy changes energy changes being all the laser systems consumables that's which is like, something that they brought up for sure yep. and i've been trying to defend consumables for long enough and i told chris uh phil and i believe darren was in that room and said i said i am tired of trying to defend this stuff mm -hmm. right it's time to hit them yeah. Right. So the airstrike and the cool shots are going to get a bit of a hit. Okay. Uh, yeah. And that's just in March. Right. Now, that's not all the stuff we're doing. We're going to put out these micro changes, see how it performs. If it has to be adjusted some more, we're going to do it. Right. And it's a matter of just being ready for expectation of payoff mm -hmm. and what we're going to be capable of doing. Right. right. Now there's been talk of major changes to the skill tree, right? Now this is a sensitive subject out there, I know. Are you saying that there's been talk within the community or talk within PGI? It's talk within the community, okay. right? And then us taking a look at that feedback and right. then trying to analyze it on our end, mm -hmm. right? Now doing things like reducing the number of nodes and um, increasing the value of each node, right? Even if we did that, Right, and I'm not saying we are doing it, but even if we did do that, it's not going to be an overnight magical bullet of like, oh my god, the game's so much better. No, of course right? not. And, um, but that being said, there are stuff we can do to the skill tree to make life a little bit easier for people, right? For things like quality of life, things mm -hmm. such as copying, pasting trees. Right? Oh my god, that would be awesome. So. That stuff we can look into. That stuff that's actually never left the table. It's just that it's just been low priority Production compared to like resources. all this other stuff coming out, right? Yeah, of course. Now, when you said that uh, you're not saying that we are going to make any modif modifications to the skill tree, can I also say that we're not saying that we won't, or are we not going that far? Uh, we won't at this time, okay. right? Uh, yep. It's something that is constantly being discussed, right? Mm -hmm. Like. Chris sees some value in it. I see not as much value in it. <laughs> so right? it's something that's still being hashed out behind the scenes. Yes. Right. But it's not like I'm going to sit here and just veto the whole thing. Right. right? And and uh, as speaking as a player and something that we've been petitioning for from the beginning, any kind of thing where you can um, essentially cut and paste or save a, a, a profile for the skill tree would be awesome. I mean, I would love that. I mean, I can pretty much skill up a mech in a couple minutes and it's pretty quick now. And, and you know, I've done enough of them. 
Um, but still, I think that would be huge and it would be a great way, like, you know, for like somebody new in your unit and say, here's a, here's a skill, you know, tree for uh, this mech or whatever. But anyway, the, the point is you're looking at things that can, can be uh, quality of life improvements. Um, but again, all these changes, it, it's going to take time and, and most of them aren't going to be like uh, changing the entire dynamic of the game overnight or anything like that. Correct. Right. Yeah. And it comes down to like a lot of the things like we're even hearing the uh, comments being made about PSR and that kind of stuff. Right. To me, PSR could be adjusted to make it zero sum is going to make it contrary to what it's supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. Right. And I'll tell you straight up what PSR is doing right now is actually what it was intended to do. Right. And that's mm -hmm. to take experienced players out of the new player. And I guess, how do you say this? lower skilled players mm -hmm. <laughs> territory right mm -hmm. and that's exactly what it's supposed to do right now the problem with psr is that we have to have these valves that release over time right based Otherwise, on population and yeah, so forth exactly right? yeah and people would experience very long wait times if we make it too yep. tight right and if we make it very very loose you'll find matches all the time but the quality of the yeah. match is just going to be horrible there, right. There's never been a game that I haven't heard people complain. Literally, never in my entire lifetime, and I'm old, an old dude. There's never been a game where the entire community, it feels, isn't bitching about Matchmaker. I don't know of any game where people are like, "This is the best Matchmaker." I have no. Everybody always bitches about it. I think our mat, you know, PSR does a a, a good job. Um, we're they're talking about it. They brought it up in uh, in RJ's video or uh, podcast yesterday. Um, basically, that there's people in tier four and five that have been there for a while, and then that there's a reason, and that's good. You know, they're they're playing people of their skill level. No knock in that. I'm getting older. I could probably say at some point I'm going to be. You know, I should I belong in tier five. Um, but and then also some of these skilled players saying it took them 13 matches to get up to tier three from starting an alt account or whatever because they're good players so they moved up quickly so i think it's not a perfect system but it's working and it's a good system and the thing that i think a lot of people this goes back to perception is a lot of people see games that have you know half a million people playing concurrently or whatever and their matchmaking system is going to be different than ours right there's there's yep there's things that change based on player population and the different number of queues and buckets and all that stuff out there. So, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Another kind of misconception out there is that PSR is your ranking as your skill of a player. Right. Right. And that's not what it is. Yeah. Right. That's what the leaderboards are for. That's what things like match score out of a match is supposed to be for. Mm -hmm. Right. Now, PSR right now is being kind of touted is like i am a tier one player which means i am the top tier best kind of players out there it's no you're actually a top tier player who's been around for a very long time playing a lot of matches right yep i mean if you can get up to tier one really really quickly yeah you're you're good really good right yeah <laughs> and there's no doubting that but at the same time is that we're not showing like how long it took you to get to tier one yeah well I, right? I'll, I'll use me as an example i'm now tier one i'm not I haven't maxed out tier one, but I've been playing this game for a freaking long time. Um, I have an, an insane amount of matches under my belt. And yeah, I'm I'm saying that I'm not as good as a lot of you out there. Um, I'm about halfway through tier one. Um, but it's it's taken me a long time to get up there. Uh, I do wish I was back in tier three. But, you know, the, the, the fact of the matter is, I think it it moved me appropriately. It took me a long time to get to tier one. Um, and it's, n I'm not, not enjoying my matches. Now I'm going up against some really <laughs> incredibly talented players, but I have those talented players on my team as well. And so even though I'm not carrying matches, <laughs> I can still have a great time and I do have a great time. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I, I'm, like I said, I'm only halfway through tier one and I've been playing forever. People are going to yep. say, Oh man, you suck so bad. Yeah, I do, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are. Like I've seen the notion of people saying, hey, increase the number of um, tiers, right? And what that does is like, yes, it's going to make people climb to these higher levels, but it's going to do the exact same thing. Yeah. Right? And you're going to have this big clump of people at the top, mm -hmm. right? And to get the games to kick off faster, we still have to have even a wider range of um, release valves. Right. Right? And that's not going to lead to a better system, right? Like 
don't get me wrong. I don't think PSR is perfect. Right. Right. But it does the job. It's doing the job. Right. It has its faults, but we don't have a better system right now. Right. I mean, if we yep. had a better one, we'd be implementing it. And the thing about zero summing it, right, meaning people can move down in tiers. Yep. Right. Is a very dangerous thing because you'll have people who hit a borderline. Like you'll see people crossing tier four to tier three. Mm -hmm. Right. They don't like playing in tier three because tier two and one are playing against them. Mm -hmm. Right. So they just tank their games until they drop down to tier uh, four again, where they shouldn't be. Right. Right. They should be in a higher comp competitive bracket, but mm -hmm. instead they just keep forcing themselves down into this lower one. And hey, I play right. I play a few alts. I understand. I mean, I have a lot of and and I'm you know sometimes I'm ashamed to say it, but I have a lot of fun playing in those tier five <laughs> battles with some of well, my alts. But it's because we all thing. love to stomp, right? And when it comes down to it. Even it's like you were saying, we without want to be stomping, a hero. even without stomping, yeah. tier five and tier four are fun because you can play whatever you want, oh, any combination you want. You want yeah. <laughs> right? Yes. There's nobody sitting there calling you out on comms saying no. that's the dumbest build I've ever seen. Quit the game. I mean, they still do right? it, but yeah, you're a lot less. There's a lot more exactly because they right. they're not uh, meta players or whatever. Yep. And this goes back in balance again, right? Yeah. People in the top tiers are saying that LRMs are absolutely useless, right? And watching the top tier players, yeah, sure. It is for them, yeah. Right? Okay, let's balance the LRMs so they're useful in top tier. What do you think is going to happen in tier four and five? Oh, they're gonna, it's going right. to be LRM <laughs> apocalypse all over again. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Right? So it's not like every weapon system in our game is going to be 100% efficient on the battlefield. Well, and right? I feel that way. Yeah, mechs and weapons, they can't all be precisely equal, right? There's just no yep. no way in hell ever. Well, yep. I'll give you another example. It's like my K2 that I have for just quick play, faction play, right? Mm -hmm. I've been trying to tune that thing for Solaris, right? Which is one-on-one, yeah. -on -one, and yep. it is a struggle. Yeah. Right? But for when group play, my play style is to hang back with the assaults, protect mm -hmm. them from lights and mediums coming in, right? I am that support mech. I'm playing the yep. role of a K2. It's a support mech, right? And yeah, I'll get up front. I'll start absorb as much damage as I can, right? Making our atlases last as long as possible. I'm going to try burning down as much armor as I can on the enemy so when the assaults do roll in, the assaults have a better time and just like paper shredding. The Which enemies, of course right? works for whatever tier you're playing in and, and wouldn't work for <laughs> exactly. Proton to do that in EMP or whatever, but they're different scenarios, different situations and and it wouldn't you wouldn't expect it to be the same. Exactly, right? Yep. So it's not like every single mech is going to be like or every built weapon for every single game's type yeah right so it's just a matter of like you know what works for you build your mech around that right i mean if it involves lrms go ahead use lrms just be wary that there are people who know how to counter lrms very very efficiently right so it's give and take what are you going to take are you going to take lrms or are you going to pull in the support closer range stuff go with streaks go with regular srms mrms what have you yep right so it's a matter of like saying this is my play style this is how i like to play right is it efficient yes no if it's not what can i do to make it more efficient right yep uh, i mean like that whole k2 scenario is like i said I'm going into a 1v1 Solaris type match, right? And, and I am getting destroyed. Sure. Right. And I think I'll have to use the blood acid in Solaris. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was all leading to. Yes. That's fine. I think uh, the blood acid is going to be an amazing mech for Solaris and for everything else. All right. So the bottom line is what we're discussing now, the, the, the final uh, point we're making today is that uh, there are plans moving forward stuff that was happening already that was addressing some of this stuff from the community before the community uh, started speaking out, uh, up about it and so we'll see some of that stuff coming in February some more coming in in March and again I want to reiterate and this is the most important thing to me you're watching you're listening you're reading even obviously the the document the terragato bear clan i'm sorry i can't mention every single name every si single time we bring it up but the uh, the balance document yeah you can don't don't do it um <laughs> that isn't even done they're still trying to form a consensus so while yeah. we are all monitoring it and seeing the discussion i mean there's already something like 400 uh 
responses to it in on Reddit, and I haven't checked the uh, the MWO forums, their response today. But obviously, there's a lot of information there, a lot of opinions, a lot of feelings, and that is all being monitored. That's what you're saying. And we absolutely are open to this type of feedback coming in. Um, and just because you don't hear back immediately or uh, even soon doesn't mean that it's not being um, read or, or discussed or looked at or whatever. Um, you know, these these people, these players, these these community members are putting a lot of work into it. And, and we do appreciate it. I do know that there's there's uh, there's some s cynical people out there that will say that's BS. But you know what? It's OK. Um, we love you anyway. Um, but I, I can, unless you guys want to call me a liar, I can, uh, absolutely tell you 100% that, um, I'm seeing all of these things being discussed, um, and, and, and looked at behind the scenes. And that's important to me that, uh, you know, um, I think it's, uh, it's very important that we are open and listening to the community while at the same time, you know, like you just did explaining why or why not we may look at some things or, or other things, et cetera. Yep. Well, one thing I'd like to touch on too is just looking mm -hmm. at this spreadsheet, right? That the one that they um, the balance effort that the Navid one <laughs> and Medicchanic and Terragato <laughs> and Bowser and Fergusaurus Rex and Bearclaw were working uh -huh. on, and yes. others. Yes. Um, that document is that it's very very specific, right? Very like they're giving specific. us exact numbers, exact changes, yeah. that kind of stuff. While that's appreciated, right? We can look at those numbers. Right, but there's some numbers there that are kind of skewed. There are some things in there that kind of don't make sense. There's sure. stuff in there that does make sense. Mm -hmm. Chris is going to be acting on those numbers, right? But the thing is, give us some leeway. Try not to yep. do exact number stuff like this, right? Like, if you say, hey, guys, take a look at the, let's see, let me just go down the list here. Mm -hmm. uh, let's look at the... Uh, and man, they did put a ton of work in this. <laughs> They're so specific with all these yes. numbers. It's amazing. Let's take a look at the ultra cannons, mm -hmm. right? We want to change this to this and this to that, right? Yep. Well, just say, let's take a look at the ultra cannons because right now this is how we feel about them, right? Right. And here are some numbers, like some number ranges that we think work, right? Take a look at them. Yeah, okay, we'll take a look at them. Right. If they work in the direction that we're trying to go, which is again increasing time to kill, right? Mm -hmm. Without like just totally nerfing a weapon. Right. But at the same time, if we're looking at these numbers and they make sense, right, we will work towards the numbers. Yep. Right. And if they are big number changes, be be prepared to watch that change get done over multiple patches. Right. If there's if, small if, stuff. Yeah. If they need right? that many, right? Yep. And if they find out over the first change, this first small one, that's enough. Yeah. And yep. then bang. We're yep. done, right? And yep. if you're suggesting just a small change, like let's reduce the heat, like heat scale on this one combination by one. And we look at it and it's like, okay, you know what? We can do that, right? We'll do it. Yep. Right. But if you're saying change it from, like, I've seen some medium laser stuff saying it should be increased to seven, then one person had said, no, it should be eight. It's like, uh, no, <laughs> right? That is not going to happen. Yeah. Right. But at the Too same time, change. Yes. take a look at seven. Yep. Is it going to be that much of a killer? If it is, we're not going to act on it. But if it's not, if it's something that we can take a look at and make sure that it's going to stay in control, yeah, we'll do it. Right. So, yeah. again, give us a little bit of breathing room. Right. I mean, there's nothing wrong. If you want to go down to the exact numbers, go right ahead. Right. Just don't rely on them to be taken as exact numbers. Yeah, totally get it. I mean, there's a lot, like I said before, there's a lot of info that goes into every decision that's made and maybe not everybody sees every single ripple that happens in the pond based on decisions that are made or changes that are made. And that's understandable. Not everybody's a game dev or has the information that you and uh, Chris are working from. But I think, you know, the m most important thing, and I, and I, again, know for a fact, you and Russ are very open to changes. You're very open to listening to the community. You do listen, you do discuss. And I think that's the take home. And again, uh, you know, it, we appreciate all the work that the community does and the passion and the love that they have for this game. And they want to see it around for as long as possible and, and have as much fun with it. Um, and I can say 100% that's our goal as well. Um, yeah. Because we and have to play it every day, right? And it's very hard to do this. Like even in the Reddit thread, I see people disagreeing with some points and mm -hmm. agreeing with other points. And this is what the problem with designing by like, committees is yeah. really hard to do. 
right? White white noise. They were bringing that up yesterday. It's, I mean, it's, it's hard to separate. I don't care if you guys hold me to this, right? Put up a poll on Reddit saying what you want the next color to be in MechWarrior Online, <laughs> and I will make it happen. But you all have to agree on it. Yeah. Like 100% agreement. Yeah. Let's see what you get. <laughs> Good luck. I, I vote for black. Darker what? black. Everybody's been wanting pink for such a long time. Oh, pink's been the big one. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, we're, we have close, but I guess people want hot pink. Anyway, 100%. <laughs> it has to be 100%. Can't exactly. even be 99.9. Anyway, yep. Paul, thank you for being here. We totally appreciate it. Yeah, I'm sure as more things um, get finalized with the community, if they get to a consensus or when they get to a consensus, uh, we can potentially have you back for follow-ups on this. But anyway, yeah, again, I like I said before, I appreciate you taking the time out. This has gone over, much further over than I think we anticipated. And so we're going to let you get back to your, your busy schedule. Right. And then I got to disappear for two weeks. <laughs> you are heading. Yeah. As we mentioned in the master challenge, you're heading out of the country, out of off the continent. You're heading over to China for a couple of weeks. That's Shanghai. awesome. Shanghai, man. Um, I feel like you could like some cool eighties movie or something like that. Well, I just want to let people know I'm not going over there just dicking around. Right. I have to attend my Why girlfriend's not? sister's wedding. And that's this whole big four day event. Right, Don't, like is, is she, she could be listening to this, man, and you just said you have to go do that. <laughs> I think yeah. my girlfriend has spent probably a grand total at twenty minutes at both megaphones. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. There's there's yes. something for everyone. But anyway, you're getting. But have you ever been to a Chinese wedding? Yes. Oh yeah. And they are quite the ordeal. <laughs> okay. Well, good food. There's. You, I'm sure you're going to find something out of the the experience. Are you going to do yes. any dicking around? Are you going to have some fun? Uh, yeah, yeah. We'll see what we can pull off over there. Uh, you might want to keep your eyes on CNN or something. See if I show up. <laughs> well, hopefully you don't. Canadian man you... arrested. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you be good over in China. Be a good diplomat for uh, MWO. Yeah, and, and I want to thank you for doing this recording. I know it's like really short notice, and it has to be done between <laughs> yes Dane's video and the time I leave. Yeah. Right. So yeah. Thank no, you very great. much for doing this. Thank you Absolutely. to the community for doing this stuff. Yes. Um, I can tell you this. You don't have to sit there bombarding Russ's Twitter, right, to get this kind of reaction, mm -hmm. right? All you have to do is get on the forums. Now I keep seeing the whole things like, oh, the forums are the brown sea. Yeah. Uh, right? Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? The forums are the first place I look every day as to what's going on out there. So then you have if a I see a link, yeah, yep. if I see a link that goes out to Reddit or it goes out mm -hmm. somewhere else, right? I will follow that link and I'll read the main uh op, the original post. Yeah. Right? I'm not gonna sit there reading through all the nitty-gritty comments and stuff like that. Sure. Unless there's something funny at the top, but or if somebody points something out to you that yeah. Yeah. Totally get it. Right. But the thing is, is like the forums, like I said, are the number one place. But you right? never read the forums, Paul. Nobody ever reads the forums. Oh, God. Okay, fine. <laughs> Just hit Russ's Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, what, what you're saying is truth. I think there's a perception out there that the way to get things done is to um, totally inundate uh, Russ's Twitter. And while he does okay. pay attention to that, it doesn't change the way you're looking at things in the background. Right? Exactly. Because this is what exactly what happens when you guys do that to Russ's Twitter, mm -hmm. right? Russ comes over to my desk and he goes, my Twitter is on fire right now because of something out there. So I go to his Twitter, <laughs> I look it up, and he'll say something like, oh, Dane made another video. Okay, mm -hmm. so I watch Dane's video, right? It's like, okay, yep, okay. Then we see this enormous push from the supporters out there. Right. Right, As on, just hammering Russ. It's like, that's not doing anything, right? Does that mean I'm going to make all these changes exactly as what's laid out? No. Yeah. So right? the, it's, the, it just starts the same investigation as you posting it on our forums. Right. <laughs> it, right. It, so, And that's the, the, the handy thing about having Chris Lowry as well is because he does have time. That's his job. Um, exactly. To look into these things on a daily basis. That's what he's doing. I hear him discussing these and, and every single day. Um, so, yeah, I hear what you're saying. I, 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 I think... Um, you know, it's nice of Russ to be uh, to allow that and, and to have people um, messaging him and so forth. But as far as effectiveness, as long as you bring something up 
in, I'm not even going to say a respectful way because it's not like bow down before, you know, the developers and present what you want. Just, just in a human way, be considerate. Yeah. That, if he was standing next to you and just, Hey Russ, you should yeah. look at this. Yeah. Right. There you go. There's, there's right. what you have to do. But, uh, and at the same time, it's like, there's that discussion going on right now that I saw on both our forums and on Reddit about PSR. Right. Mm -hmm. And I saw somebody sit there going, yeah, let's all band up and just hammer Russ's Twitter account. Mm -hmm. It's like, why? But if, yeah, but if the <laughs> thing that they're going for is not going to happen, then it doesn't matter how much noise they make on Russ's exactly. Twitter. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Right. It doesn't force our hand, but it just makes us go, okay, let's look at it. Yep. Okay. Let's do our planning through it. Right. Yeah. It's just the same thing. Like when I saw it on the forums, like I saw it on the forums before even anybody started mentioning Reddit. Yeah. And, right? and like you said, we were also already making some of these changes. Yeah. Previously. So there you have it. Paul does read the Brown yep. Sea. That's his first his first go to in the <laughs> morning when I he's live. drinking his first coffee. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh man. Anyway, thank you again, Paul, for being here. Thank you, community. Like Paul said, I'm going to reiterate that. Thank you for all the work that you guys do. Um, and please, uh, you know, be confident in the fact that the work that you put into these things is being looked at, even if you don't get immediate responses. Um, I again uh, come up, call me a liar to my face. Because I'm not lying. These people put a lot of uh, time and effort and energy into the stuff that you present to them, even if they disagree. And oftentimes they agree. That's what I think would surprise most of you out there. There's a lot of agreement. Just, um, you know, there's the realities of production time and schedules and resources and all that that sometimes come into conflict with things that we even agree with you on and so forth. Um, all right, Paul, get back to work. All right. And, and enjoy oh, your vacation. Sorry, I keep yes. at Going PS, okay. PSS, 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 Okay, uh, Oceanic players, you are getting a Sydney server. I can't give you an exact date, but it's happening a lot sooner than I expected. Awesome. Right? Um, OVH, our basically data center partner, mm -hmm. has opened up a new channel in Sydney, right? Which means that we can just basically flip a few switches, do a bunch of testing, right? Make sure that's stable, right? And then turn on Oceanic Sydney. Right. And like I said before, we're going to watch the data, see what how it happens out there. If it's all good, we will leave it in Sydney. Right. If not, we're sending it back to Singapore. All right. There you hear it. All you Australians, everybody down in that part of the world. I hope it works out better for all of you um, and for the majority of the people in that region. Uh, but please, it is important that you get the feedback so that we can make that determination. But uh, once that server goes live, use it. Or lose it, right? Essentially. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Yeah. And also, I will uh, PSSS, wherever we're at, uh, later this month, we will have a production update from Russ where he'll be promising all kinds of things and spilling the beans on too much information too early. Um, again, the opposite of Paul. No, I honestly have no idea what Russ is going to talk about other than uh, things that are going to be happening in 2018. I'm sure he'll talk about Solaris and, and among other things, uh, faction warfare, etc. So uh, once we have the exact date on that, we'll let you know, guys. And uh, once again, thank you, Paul. And now I'm going to close out the podcast and um, move on. So thank you. All right. Thank you. Have a good day. And that is it for episode number 164. Be sure to check us out on our website at nogutsnogalaxy.net, on Twitch at NGNGTV, on YouTube at nogutsnogalaxy.tv, Twitter at nogutsnogalaxy, Facebook at nogutsnogalaxy podcast, SoundCloud at nogutsnogalaxy, and for all the latest and greatest in mech porn t-shirts, be sure to check out nogutsnogalaxystore.com. This was your local No Guts No Galaxy Mech Warrior podcast signing off for tonight. This is Darren. Until next time, Mech Warriors. Oh, and one other thing. Best if you avoid me But I know you probably can't You sense something is wrong with me You can feel it on my skin But there is more with
you probably thought it was normal Just a little off Truth is at one time I was But now I'm a robot Forever 